Hello, everybody. This is Karsten Lay from Asia PMO with another episode of our podcast, Transform Your Business. Today, as a guest, we have Chris Krupa from SEMD Solution. Chris, hello. Hi, Karsten. Yeah, Happy please, to be here. Thank you. Please introduce <laughs> yourself. So, yeah, I, as you said, my name is Chris. Um, I'm running a little consulting company called SEMD Solutions. We support organizations in our, we call it the tech line, great organization that matters, which basically is for us having an organization which is uh, resilient, adaptive to current circumstances or be staying relevant in changing uh, environments. Yes. Uh, yes. And we happen to work together. Let's be very honest, right? SEMD Solution yes. and Asia PMO, because you are more the expert in agile leadership, agile coaching, management 3.0, and we come more from the traditional project management and OKRs. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. So you also deal same like us, or sometimes we even have projects together, of course. Um, you deal with transformation clients, right? Uh, most of the clients who come to us want or need to transform. Yeah. So what are the specific topics you see where clients come to you for transformation or the specific needs? Well, specific for us mostly is they already started a transformation project by themselves. Um, they are basically saying, hey, we need to be more agile or sometimes also more lean in terms of product development. And they are doing that things and then it doesn't really work that way as they expected or they have some some yeah, impediments, some, some problems, some challenges to work on. And then they come to us and ask, okay, um, Chris or Sandy, can you help us to, to figure out what's going on? Um, this is mostly on the topic on when they are software development companies like product development companies, apps um, on that topics. We have also worked uh, with some other organizations on the, for example, FMCG market who have a specific challenge to be able to respond to the market as fast as, for example, software companies, um, because usually the run on FMCG, FMCG is more um, it's more plan driven. You need to have a longer plan beforehand because you have a product or service um, creation phase where you uh, define the product portfolio. And they wanted to also, for example, be a bit more responsive to the market um, because of the changes. Yeah. And that's maybe an interesting example for our listeners. There's not everybody is in the IT space. Can you be a little bit more specific on this example with FMCG company? What was going um, on? What was their issue? What did you solve? I, I can't go too much into specifics. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, basically, also here, the, they had this very plan-driven approach in the past. Um, it was one of their challenges was also it was very um, departmental, right? So you had marketing team, you had sales team, you had portfolio team, you had supply chain team, and so on. And everybody was doing their work. They were all managed individually. And then as a, as a pilot team for one specific portfolio, um, they, they decided, okay, let's bring all those three different um, functions together into one team and let's focus on 
achieving the target uh, with our customers to bring their products um, faster to the um, yeah to the customers by having each of the team members um, or each of the different functions in one team and then working. So we did uh, uh, two week sprints, for example, or two week iterations where they planned for two weeks what they what is a little bit their plan in the initial setup for example what will how will they set up the product portfolio what will the supply chain team need to do and so on and then they um yeah then two weeks later they were looking at it what did they achieve and adjusted their plan so we're using using like this iterative model of agile um, to have quick feedback and, and I may think this is amazing to to really do a sprint uh, or scrum methodology in FMCG, which maybe is not mm. so common yet, right? But mm. product development, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, IT product, the real product, something to eat or a noodle soup. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And um, like you said, so they 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 were they are normally very departmental driven, which we also see as a, as one of the big obstacles with OKRs, of course, right? We love to create projectized OKRs because both agile and OKRs have this thinking to break the silos, or at least to mm -hmm. bring people closer together versus a value preposition or versus company targets than thinking in functions or structures. So when mm -hmm. we come to your other topic, agile leadership or agile leadership coaching, how do you support these leaders to turn this mindset around? Mm -hmm. um, so number one, what, what, what one of the main point or one of the main challenge is how we looked at organizations in the past, which it was not wrong mm -hmm. for the time being, which is which is a little bit different today. But in the past, I mean, it all comes from manufacturing, right? Management. And we were thinking into, okay, we have we have a plan, we run the plan, and then we have a moment and we have a, a product that's, for example, a car, right? Uh, uh, what it be, uh, what could it, what it could be. But this was on the given time uh, when this was created, it was the right approach because I mean, um, people were not that educated. Uh, people had different uh, different contexts, right? I mean, there was more poverty in the past than it is now, and so on, right? So, so young people um, people talk about like millennials, and so on. So, what we support, or what what, what I mostly support, then the leaders with is helping them to understand that organizations or teams are not the same like they were like 50, 60, or 70 years ago, right? So that we need to look at the um, at teams in a different way that we need to say, find a way because we know that if people are more educated they can make better local decision making already right so if because they have the education so we don't need to be that powerful hierarchical authoritative leader, leader anymore we need to be able that we can say okay they can do their job already we just have to give them the environment and this is very di difficult for a lot of people and um even even myself sometimes i struggle with that because we are always confronted with our own um our own um, integrity towards our our accountability and uh, responsibility right so we feel accountable so we need to make sure that everything goes the right right way so i am um, that's one way how i try uh, how i help the people and support them the leaders 
to to make them sure and understand so how can you test things without being this authoritative leader right how can you keep things under control without uh, and giving up control without losing responsibility and account accountability and that's yeah it's not easy but it's it's an interesting journey <laughs> And how do how do leaders respond to that? I mean, from OKR consulting, we only see two two issues. First, leaders don't want to lose the power. So if you make things less hierarchical, you get backlash from leaders because they're like, mm. no, you don't tell me how I run sales or marketing. Mm. And then mm. sometimes even when you say they are millennials, but even in that generation, not everybody's open and ready to be empowered and be idea-driven or listened to. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with that? Um, so, so most of the people we work with are open um, in, 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 the most, uh, in the most aspects. Um, also, I think the big difference, what, what we do as opposed to the, the, the OKRs, for example, we technically don't tell them how to do their sales, right? So we don't tell them how to do their job, but we, give, uh, we question a little and challenge on how how they deal with their team right mm -hmm. so this is a little bit the, the the different angle so we 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 don't involve in that sense in their in their in their in their um how do you call it, their discipline in which they are the, the or even in their own context but rather ask um so how did you how did you know that what you tried to do was a good approach right so now with you know that you have gathered what would you do differently and so on so so challenge that and then let them explore by themselves how and then of course with feedback from us um how how they would maybe do things differently with in in retrospect or in um with hindsight and with that one is because yeah with that one i think they most of them are open obviously there are people um who, who you cannot change. I always say you cannot wake up people who are pretending to sleep, right? So if they if they don't want change, uh, they wouldn't, they, for example, I make this buy-in, right? So, or, or invite only. So if you want to get coached, you can book me. If you don't want to be coached, don't book me, right? So, so some people, they don't book and that's okay. But they see maybe results of other functions, of other managers, of other teams who are maybe going in that direction and they're learning from that teams, right? So there's, it's a little bit more a wider impact even i don't work with those people directly so there's word of mouth and they say i mean it can happen on our topic too that we run okr in a project and suddenly this project is maybe going more result oriented than a function and people start to ask around how did they do that right exactly, so in, yeah. in, in in okrs is easy we create results we don't create results very easy for us to measure if we are successful how do you measure in your business if you are successful or if you can see a change um that, that's the 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 change is the consequence of what we do, right? So we are not measuring kind of like the journey or we are measuring then, okay, if we, if we see a result in a, um, after a while, right? Um, for example, um, we worked with a team together. There was an IT team though, um, but it was a product development team and we were coaching this, the, 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 the facilitator, the scrum master called or the product manager. Um, we were coaching them. We didn't coach the team directly, right? So we were, okay, were only working with the facilitators, but we attended all the meetings. And then we could see that after a while, it takes time 
they, the teams understood through my through the coaching and then a different facilitation of the team how much power they actually had, right? So in the beginning, those that that team usually developed some features, but that was usually not needed by the by the company. And then the CEO would say, "Yeah, that's good, but actually we needed something completely else." And, and that uh, over time moved into um, that the team that the or let's say the customers, which were in-house people mostly, actually felt more and more happy about using that tool because suddenly it was more customer-oriented, they were included into the meetings, um, and that was the consequence I could measure, right? I could see that, hey, there is more happiness in the team, uh, features are getting, for example, released, uh, and, the and the in-house customers said thank you things like simple things like that whereas before they were just complaining why is that not built yet why is that not built and i need this i need this and later on they will say thank you that's exactly what i needed and wow i could do that better thanks to that feature and so on so um it's maybe not directly visible but you can see a change in culture when we work on those things and so that's vi that's visible so it's both culture behavioral but even then in the middle or long run even then of course product and result oriented so you see both yes. impacts if you were absolutely longer with teams or with their leaders right yes, uh, just yes. to be very clear so you are doing agile leadership with the leaders but you also do facilitation of team meetings is that also something or not not directly Mm -hmm. um, I do facilitation of leadership meetings, leadership retrospectives, and so on. But I mostly work really with the facilitators of those meetings and give them tips and tricks on how to work. So our gen our, our our motto in that sense is that we um, empower and enhance the capaci capacity capacity uh, capability of the people who are already there, okay. and then they would do their job better through that it's a longer approach than if i would mm. do it directly but um, our goal is to be sustainable that we would then say hey in the end um yeah that's you don't need us anymore so i was successful yeah in that sense. it's similar than then us i think in that one we we agree absolutely we don't want to be on five years projects with a client right um, no that's no. not the target the target is to show clients some month how we do it and help them directly and then empower people inside the client to take the job over right absolutely so you, so you facilitate the facilitators i facilitate the facilitators yeah, yes. maybe a new slogan think about it. yeah you're welcome yeah. Yeah, by the way thank you <laughs> awesome okay yes good thank you so much so far so are there any big topics you see coming up in transformation you would like to share with our audience? Is there anything you see, COVID, not COVID related? I, I think right now with, um, what I have to say is I usually work, or I mostly work with Vietnamese teams here in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And right now under the, 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 the current um, conditions, um, I see that probably in terms of transformation, team empowerment, team motivation will be maybe something which could be more and more important uh, in terms of ag agility, right? So how can I be close to my team member if we are not sitting together? I see some of my, um, especially um, young leader people, young leadership people, um, that they are struggling with, with setting boundaries, when to work, when with family, taking off, not taking off, um, and every time, right? So if you're in the office together, 
every time you um, you have a question, you walk over quickly, get the answer, and go back. Um, if you want to have a quick one-on-one -on -one and checking how it's going, you 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 follow them to the water cooler and check quickly. Hey, and how is it going with that project and so on? So it's it's very casual. This casualty, if you want to enable that um, online and per remote, you need a meeting for everything, right? You don't can't. You, they, there are teams which are trying to keep like uh, like discords open or chats open. But then there's a lot of chaos going on in those chats because everybody's then shouting in there, right? So it's good for casual, but it's not so good for focus when you need them. And I think that's something. So I work with a lot of leaders who are, um, yeah, they have meetings from 8 a.m. in the morning until 10 p.m. in the evening, constantly, one after the other, one after the other. And I think that's something we need to address uh, that's not sustainable. Um, but obviously they do this because they care and they want to be close to the team uh, but they need to find out a way how we can deal with that and i think we, we haven't we haven't found a reason yet so that might be something in terms of transforming to a remote business is how can we keep that engagement level and, and this is a very good thought because a lot of people always use the buzzword digital transformation. And of course, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if we're in or outside the office, the world is very digital. But maybe the biggest challenge the last one, two years was really to, to transform from, from a team setting, from a very rigid, supervised setting into a home setting which mm. partly is touched by digital transformation, but partly is more touched by a personal transformation. Yeah. Mm. How to mm. manage people, how to be responsible towards the job when you are not in the office here, yeah? how to trust people, which maybe is also one thing uh, you, you do, right? That yes. because there is no supervision anymore. And there's always this, this XY factor thinking, right? That we have still a lot of leaders. They think automatically they cheat, right? Not the automatic thinking they will do the job. Right. Um, mm, mm, mm. I know people here in Vietnam and everywhere, they have to log in at 8.30. doesn't matter if they work or not, but they have to open the login button, which I think is a little bit stupid. Yeah, because mm, you open mm. the login button and then you go breakfast. But <laughs> that's, yeah. So we are dealing a lot with, with this situation first before we fully digital transform. Mm, mm, yeah? mm, mm. So if, if we come to the end of, of this podcast and thank you for, for your insight is very good. And also to bring it to very lively topics and examples. So in a, in a nutshell, what is, what would be one of your advices maybe to deal with the situation now or to empower your teams when you look on agile leadership, what would we, what would you advise our audience? Mm. The one sentence um, would be probably learn to be comfortable with uncertainty. Right. So uh, uncertainty was always there. We never could predict the future. Uh, it's right now. It's just more visible with the, with the situation. And I think one of this is uh, we need to learn that it's not easy. It's a journey, but I think that's, that's an important sentence to take. Okay. Thank you, Chris. This is great. Yeah. And thanks Thank everybody. Carson. Thank you for being here. And thanks everybody for listening. Our podcast, Transform Your Business from Asia PMO. Thank you. Thank you.